0: Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue
1: Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you here with us on our show on this fine Monday. Today's show of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by Run Your Pool. It's that time of year, and Run Your Pool has you set up. March Madness is here. It's the better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. I proudly serve as the host of Locked On Blue Devils. We talk all things Duke athletics each and every day, and we're getting set for the NCAA tournament. Make sure you follow and subscribe Locked On Blue Devils for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day on today's show Josh Cox from Duke football talk section 17 podcast joins me to recap the weekend and look ahead to the NCAA tournament for our Duke blue devils without further ado let's bring them in Josh how was your weekend buddy
0: Well, other than um, watching that uh, Saturday night loss to the Blue Devils, it was a good weekend. Daylight Savings Time is back, (laughs) and uh, so that means March Madness is here. So let's let's do it, you know? Daylight Savings Time
1: just uplifts my spirit. It's just an amazing feeling to look outside and see it, you know, light outside at 7.15 in the evening, and it brings back good feelings. And you're right, it does mean that March Madness is here.
0: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I believe all across the East Coast, on the same day that we uh, that it stayed lighter a little bit longer, it was also, you know, frigid temperatures. But uh, other than that, you know, it, it was great. And so, yeah, uh, definitely uh, watch that new game. And um, I'm sure we're going to talk about it a little bit. But uh, let's just say this. I'm looking forward to this coming weekend, ready to put last weekend behind us.
1: Yeah, and let's do that. We'll get to the games from this past weekend in just a moment. But the most pressing news first, here on this Monday edition of Locked on Blue Devils, Your Duke Blue Devils are the number two seed in the West region. They will play 15 seed Cal State Fullerton on Friday evening in Greenville, South Carolina. Duke comes in as the number eight overall seed in the bracket. They're paired with the number one overall seed, the number one seed in the West region, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Your reaction to Duke seeding, Josh, is what?
0: Um, I mean, I'm pleased with it. I actually was – Expecting the possibility of us being a third a third seed, um, you know. To be honest with you, if I'm the Tennessee Volunteers right now, I'm I'm kind of scratching my head as to how they wound up a third seed. Um, but I mean, I'm okay with being in Gonzaga's bracket. Um, I understand we'll end up out west, but we start here in Greenville, which is going to be another opportunity for at least local fans, you know, in kind of the south southeast region uh, here to get to a Duke game under Coach K if they've not done so already. And I know I've already seen a lot of Duke fans online uh, that are buying tickets and are planning to make that a weekend uh, this weekend. And so, uh, you know, pleased with, with the seating. Um, I don't know how deep you want to get into our bracket, but, uh, you know, setting up uh, any, any – doesn't matter what happens. If we make it to the second round, there's a storyline there. We're either playing a local team in Davidson – or we're playing a, a Tom Izzo-led Michigan State team. So, I mean, if if we if we're going to make a run in this tournament, there's going to be storyline after storyline that we're going to have to overcome in order to make it happen. But hey, that's why we that's why these guys signed up to come to Duke.
1: This is March. We're here, and it's just amazing that Duke is in the tournament. Did not have a tournament at all in 2020 for the first time in my lifetime and the first time in 25 years. Duke did not make the NCAA tournament in 2021. So it's just great to have a bracket that you can fill out throughout the entire week that has the Duke Blue Devils there and at the two line. I'm fine that Duke is obviously a two seat in this. And quite frankly, I'm probably one of the vocal minorities uh, that would say Duke deserve to be in this position as the ACC regular season champions. And maybe you want to call it bias with Mike Krzyzewski, but if you're an NCAA tournament committee, at a certain point, like we do in college football, you have got to value talent. And when you're looking at this Duke roster, you can't tell me that this isn't one of, if not the most talented teams in all of the country. And there are teams that are going to be sweating a little bit when they see the starting five walk out there for Duke and knowing that you're going up against Coach Mike Krzyzewski.
0: Yeah, and he's, his track record, uh, you know, says all that needs to be said. Uh, but I do believe there's going to be um, – there's a little bit of pressure, and I don't know that the pressure obviously is being transferred onto the players. Uh, but you know, we, we haven't been successful hugely successful since 2015, since that national championship. I mean, 20 you could say the Zion season in 2018, 2019, whatever that was. Uh, I think all of us know that was a disappointment, and so there's a little bit of pressure. I feel like I understand it's his last season, uh, but even if it wasn't his last year, there's some pressure, I believe, on Coach K and the coaching staff this year to show that hey, we are still. Um, elite and we can get it done you know when it matters in March and so you know like I said every single one of these guys a recruiter sat in their in their living room coach K talked to their family John Shire talked to their family and said if you come to Duke we're going to put you on the biggest stage you're going to you're going to be there with all the crowd hating you and booing you and you're going to have to perform and every single one of these guys know where they're getting into and now it's time to go out and play basketball in the middle of it Duke basketball will play the
1: 15-seed Cal State Fullerton Titans on Friday night in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, We'll have Jim Nance, Bill Raftery, Grant Hill on the call, the A-team, and NCAA March Madness broadcasting there for all the games in Greenville. So looking forward to that, and we'll be tuned in all weekend long for sure. I want to talk a little bit more about the ACC championship through the ACC tournament that just took place for the Duke Blue Devils, but let's take a quick timeout. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is here. It starts on Thursday, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you looking for the usual, or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all stuff that you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our bracket there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash price up to $1,800, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance. To win a cash prize up to $1,800. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by March Madness. It is here. We'll have a couple of games on Tuesday night, but all the fun in the round of 64 gets started on Thursday. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickups pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back and those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a game plan that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. They simply post sets of players for you to take with the set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for a 100% match stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. Moving forward here with Locked On Blue Devils, JJ Jackson hanging out with Josh Cox as Duke gets set to open up the NCAA tournament on Friday in Greenville, South Carolina. How do you feel about those Tuesday first four games, Josh?
0: Yeah, I, I, well, I think it's interesting when you're doing, um, you know, your, your regular like ESPN or CBS pick because they don't allow you to select those games. I hate it. I know. So, like, if you want to take an 11 seed, say, Indiana. Right. Um, you know, who's playing really well right now, um, and you want to see them, you know, make it to the Sweet 16 or whatever, you know, you're not necessarily <laughs> choosing Indiana. So, right. I think that's a little odd. Um, I like the first four. It expands the field a little bit. Um, and allows, you know, a couple more teams in without really disrupting the overall brackets. And so I think when, when whenever you can do that, expand it a little bit without messing it up, right, without taking away the kind of the integrity and the history of that 64-team bracket. You know, making it 68 and having some first four is fine. What You know, what they're doing is uh, they're, they're punishing the last two, uh, you know, the at last, last at-large yeah. bids and, the, and the, the lowest 16 seeds. Um, and making them win an extra game. And you know what? That That's completely fine. Uh, you know, unless a miracle happens, I don't know that anyone that's going to be uh, in those first four games are going to win it all. I think, what was it, George Mason was yeah. in one of those first four a few years ago when they made a, lo- a long run. Um, but, but yeah, it's cool. I like it. And and you know what? It gives us something to watch on Tuesday night and gets us ready for Thursday.
1: Yeah, so, and and speaking to that, it used to be just four – 16 seed games against one another and that's just sorry i'm not for it um not as entertained watching those schools play one another so then they changed it over the past few years to two 16 seed games and two 11 seed games and we don't even have to go back that far josh because just last year when the entire tournament was played throughout the state of indiana at all those various locations and we didn't get to watch our duke blue devils Eleven seed UCLA beat Michigan right. State, and then UCLA went all the way to the Final Four. And if it weren't for a Jalen Suggs half court buzzer beater, yeah. UCLA would have been playing in the national championship game.
0: you, you know what? I I completely forgot about UCLA doing that. Uh, I was I was angry last year <laughs> during March Madness, you know. And when Duke's not in it, I, I feel like was well, it Zion that said, "If Duke's not in it, he did not care." And uh, <laughs> so I kind of kind of feel like that. Um, but, yeah, you're exactly right. I, I, I remember I remember UCLA being in there, but I had forgotten UCLA was in that first four uh, matchup. So, yeah, like I said, it, you know, it's good. I like it. It gets a few more teams in and, uh, and, and lets them see what they got, uh, see if they can make a run.
1: All right, so Saturday Duke played in the ACC Tournament Championship Final against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech went on to win their very first ACC Tournament title in their school's history and uh, Duke lost by 15. Some career performances from players on Tech's roster. The Blue Devils were atrocious from the three-point line. Is that what it comes back to for you, or what stood out from Saturday, Josh?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know somebody is going to have a career game. I mean, we've seen it throughout the season. Uh, look no further than Kihei Clark, you know, who goes off on Duke in the next game. He can't hit the broad side of the barn, uh, can't make a layup, um, goes back to that floater that he bricks, you know, 75% of the time. But yet he scores 28 against us. Well, this, today, or this Saturday, it was Hunter Couture. And Hunter Couture, I believe, is averaging eight points a game. Um, and he drops 31 on seven of nine, shooting from three. Insane. You know, I had some friends of mine say, well, we're leaving him wide open. Well, first of all, he wasn't wide open. Number two, even if he is wide open, shooting seven of nine from three, that's insane. Right. I mean, it, it, it was it was incredible. But I will say tons of credit for Tech coaching staff. Uh, I mean, they, they came in. They were ready to roll. I um, can't say enough about Storm Murphy. I mean, I know his stats don't, like, jump off the page. But if you watch Storm Murphy – play and the way that he handled that team and ran that team. Um, that was just really, really neat to see. And I know that a lot of these guys have come from Wofford and and, and all that, and they, they kind of have some similarities there. But, you know, if we couldn't win it, if we weren't going to win it Saturday, I mean, I guess I'm excited for them to win it first time. Um, you know, I, I actually like it because Seth Greenberg actually like, talks like he knows it all. And uh, and Greenberg never could get the the, the hookies to the uh, NCAA tournament. So you know what? It's good that they're that they're going now that he's out of there. So
1: that's right. No, that's that's a fun way to look at. It. I hadn't thought about it from that angle. Kevei Aluma also had 19 points and 10 rebounds on the day, uh, quite dominant. But yeah, the uh, final nearly
0: numbers. nearly a triple double. Nearly a triple double. Exactly. Seven, right. assists, Seven as well.
1: assists as well. You're exactly right, Josh. And uh, some numbers again on Duke. Uh, they finished four of 20 from the three-point line. Trevor Keels, one of seven, O of four from three. A.J. Griffin, one of the most prolific three-point shooters in the entire country, finishes with just 10 points on four of 12 from the floor, one of eight from three-point range. So just a really tough game for Duke. We talk about assists as well, Josh. We love to praise Duke when they get over that 20-plus assist mark, but Duke only had nine assists on 24 made baskets Now had a lot of ball movement from Duke with the shots not falling.
0: Yeah, and let's not be too kind uh, to Duke about the three-point percentage. We were really three for 19. Savarino hit that, hit one at the very end there with one second to go in the game. So, completely useless (laughs) three uh, made there. So, we were really three for 19. Um, I will say, A.J.'s misses were soft misses, most of them. I mean, they bounced around the rim, um, I mean, I agree with Coach K in his post game uh, press conference. I don't think that the threes we took were bad shots necessarily either. You know, if half of those threes go down, um, we're it's a completely different uh, different ball game. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we didn't make winning plays. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the offense and the lack of movement. Um, someone uh, saw me this weekend after the game after we had lost, uh, and it was a lady who doesn't. She was like, I don't really understand, you know, basketball deeply. She's like, but I just watched Duke, and literally, we would do, we'll make one pass into a set offensive set, and then everything stops. Right? You know, whether it's those double horns high or whatever we're running, once we get the ball to one person, everything stops. There's no more fluidity. There's no more motion on that offense. And I'm just, I, we don't have the guys on this roster. We don't have hero ball players on this roster. There is no Jason Tatum. There is no Zion Williamson on this roster. And so it's really difficult for us to try to think we're going to have a prolific offense by making one pass and then going one-on-one. And, you know, Virginia Tech showed that, uh, that, that if you put your mind to it, you can defend this Duke team. And if that's the way we're going to play the rest of the season, we won't be making it far in the next couple of weeks. So we hope that changes. We hope this
1: Duke basketball team with all that yep. talent. And it's not necessarily a hope because we've seen it. This year with this Duke basketball team, we've seen them be so great and so outstanding on the offensive and defensive end that uh, hopefully it just takes a, a switch to be flipped as Duke gets set for March Madness again playing on Friday in Greenville against Cal State Fullerton. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, Duke in the ACC tournament and final NCAA tournament thoughts from Josh Cox right after this on the podcast. Today's show of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. It is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline reigns the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source – For all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action Bet online, where the game starts. Final segment here today of locked on blue devils, JJ Jackson hanging out with Josh Cox from Duke football talks, section 17 podcast on Friday night. We saw the Duke blue devils play Miami. They won by a score of 80 to 76 a winner for Duke there who went into halftime tied at 36 before the four-point victory over the Hurricanes, who beat Duke in Cameron Indoor in the only meeting between the two schools in the regular season. UNC took the floor right after Duke. They lost to Virginia Tech. Paula Banquero told Holly Rowe when asked that Duke wanted to see UNC again, which was incredibly lit you love seeing that in the rivalry and what Paolo wanted to get revenge from what took place in the final home game inside cameron indoor stadium you just kind of felt like it was going to set virginia tech up for something when that took place and the basketball gods uh, had virginia tech's back when it came to saturday night's game but let's talk more about friday the 80 to 76 victory over miami anything
0: stand out to you there Well, yeah, the play of aj griffin yeah i mean aj griffin shoots four of six from three um, in that game, compared to one of eight, um, you know, in the in the championship game, and um, you know, at the end of the day, one of either AJ Griffin or Trevor Keels, I believe, in, in every game moving forward for the rest of the season, no matter what happens, one of those two guys has got to be on in order for us to win. And if both of those guys are not on, like it, like what happened Saturday night, we're not winning. But AJ Griffin was incredible in that game. A four for six. Paulo was good. Listen, Paulo had a great ACC tournament. Um, and, you know, I know he only had 10 points in the game Thursday, but, man, not, uh, 18 and 21 in the next two games. And he almost had a triple-double on Thursday with 10, 10, and 10, almost. Uh, but he played well. And then, and then Wendell. I mean, I believe Wendell and and Paulo both got all ACC tournament uh, team. They were uh, voted to that. Right. Wendell had a great uh, – he had a huge game on Thursday, followed it up on Friday with a 17-point effort. And so, listen, anytime a team beats you earlier in the season, especially on your home court, and you have a chance to come back and avenge that loss, uh, Duke did it. Um, it. It was a four-point win, but, but honestly, um, I felt like the game was in hand. Not, not, not like that we didn't have to worry about it at all, but I really did have confidence throughout that entire game that we were going to get it done, and we wound up getting it done by four points.
1: I want you, Josh, to speak to uh, Paulo Banqueiro's walk-off interview there with Holly Rowe and, and saying that they wanted UNC.
0: Okay, as a Duke fan, I absolutely love it, and I would agree. Who doesn't want to avenge the worst loss possibly in program history uh, that happened a week before? <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately, um, Virginia Tech, not only did they, did they win the, the game that, that happened right after, but then they were able to use that, I'm assuming, for 24 hours. They used that as motivation of, hey, Duke didn't even want to see us. Duke didn't even care about us. You know, we're not on their radar. And I'm assuming it was billboard material for them. In fact, they've said as much um, after the game. Uh, there were some some things that came out about that. But, hey, listen, that's part of the competitiveness. Um, you know, what, what was Paulo supposed to say? I'm sure he could have given the, the oh, we don't care who, who it is. Right. Uh, we'll come out and be ready to play no matter what. No, it's, it's Duke-UNC. There was a chance for that game to happen. And Paulo wanted to see them again. And so, like, I'm all for that. I actually think that mentality ought to permeate throughout our roster. I mean, it would be a good thing.
1: Well, let's hope that Duke can go on a big-time tournament run and hopefully get the last laugh with North Carolina in terms of tournament spots. The Tar Heels heading to Fort Worth, Texas, to open up their NCAA tournament play a little bit later this week. All right, so – Duke now prepares for the NCAA tournament. They're taking on Cal State Fullerton. That is the two-seed versus 15-seed game in the West region. Again, also after Duke's game on Friday night, we will see Michigan State, the seven-seed, play a 10-seed. Davidson, who lost their tournament championship game to Richmond. But uh, Bob McKillop's squad is a team that Mike Krzyzewski has not scheduled frequently over the years, so that could be interesting. You mentioned all the storylines that could go into it. But players specifically – uh, Trevor Keels is someone that I'm, I'm quick to tweet out numbers on, and my buddy Ryan Lohman, who runs the Duke Nation account, posted it again this weekend. When he scores, Duke is much better. As Duke exits the ACC tournament, Trevor Keels finished 2 of 14 from the three-point line, 2 of 14 from three-point range for Trevor Keels.
0: Yeah, as I said earlier, he's got he has to be a factor. He's too good of a basketball player. Um, to not be and I will I'm going to come to Trevor's defense a little bit and that is this he often gets the ball when there's four seconds left on the shot clock and we've not been able to do anything and he's left with the ball and he's got to just get the ball up and he can he can he can get his shot up against anybody uh, but they're not good shots and so we've got to figure that out but but I love Trevor a lot of Duke fans are impatient with Trevor um, but he's a key element Team. but I'll be honest with you I'm more concerned about our defense and our lack of defending the three-point line um our lack and and, and I mean that and Trevor reminded me of that because Trevor is probably our best defender sure in a way on ball and uh, and so yeah I mean just on the offensive end yeah we need Trevor but on the defensive end we've got to have that dog out there that's going to get the defense uh righted because these last four games, have been horrendous defensively.
1: All right, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast joining us here. Duke gets set to open up play this weekend against Cal State Fullerton and then either Michigan State and Davidson. Before we let you go, before we get a final thought on this weekend coming up, also a Monday headline for folks out there as Bose has announced that March Madness this week they've signed NIL deals with three college basketball stars and only three: Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Wendell Moore Jr. from Duke, and then Aaliyah Boston, a women's basketball player for the South Carolina Gamecocks. As uh, these players uh, will get Quiet Comfort 45 noise-canceling headphones to help them all train, prepare, focus, and tune out distractions as the tournament tips off and progress. It's incredible these guys get to uh, have such big deals. Wendell already posted about it. On his Instagram feed, Josh. But uh, headlines like these still coming out on the week of March Madness.
0: Yeah, and I love it, man. It's about time these guys get compensated for their uh, name, image, and likeness. Right? I mean that we've been uh, we've been well, not we, but uh, people have been making millions of dollars off of these uh, guys for years, and so I'm glad to see them get uh, you know a piece of that pie for sure.
1: And and on the week that it's like your in the headlines the most, right? Like yep. this is the biggest week going into the college basketball season, period.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I know Paulo has his fair share of NIL deals as well. And, um, yeah, these, these are all good things for these guys. I'm super excited for them. And I'm excited that Duke is able to use this and their recruiting as well. Uh, it, it does nothing but help.
1: And credit to Bose for getting Aaliyah Boston on the women's basketball side of things. South Carolina's really good, and they've got a shot to win it all uh, on the women's side of things. All right, so uh, we get set on this Monday edition of the program earlier in the week than we're used to having you on the show, Josh. Duke plays on Friday, and if they win, they play again on Sunday. Uh, Next week, are we talking about the season that was and a bunch of what-ifs, or do you ultimately think Duke's making it to
0: the Sweet 16? All right, Cal State Fullerton, as a 15 seed, and, and and we need to talk about that because that is no longer, you know, a given, right? There's, right. Been, there's been that upset. Uh, they do not shoot the ball well. In fact, they're a terrible three-point shooting team. Correct. That plays into our hands right now. Um, this is a Duke defense that after the Virginia game, we were ranked in the top five in Ken Palm. And we are now much lower than that. But in these last four games, if you just isolate the last four games, the UNC game and the ACC tournament, uh, we performed under uh, over 200th in the country cool. on Ken Palm defense. So our defense has absolutely just fallen from the sky. We've got to shore that up, but we win the first-round game, and I think we do so handily. That second-round matchup, it's really interesting because it's, it's, it's like completely different styles of teams that we could be playing. We could be playing a Michigan State team that's big – Physical, slow the game down. You know what I mean? That We we know those classic Izzo teams. Or it could be a, a Davidson team, a, a mid-major who's got something to prove. And, you know, they come in and they're going to try to shoot the lights out. Both of those teams shoot the three decently, uh, close to 40%. And so we're going to have to be ready for that second-round game. Um, I am I am an optimist, and I I believe that we'll be talking next week about our Sweet 16 matchup. Uh, unfortunately, I believe we're going to be talking about our Sweet 16 matchup with Texas Tech if things go the way I think they're going to go. And and it's going to be a whole nother ballgame uh, with them. But I do believe, I, I think we're going to play Michigan State, and I think it's going to be a hard-fought win for Coach K, as he's done so many times against yeah. Tom Izzo.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's what we're destined for. Also, keep in mind, uh, on the Stuke basketball team, a lot of people want to point to – the matchups that we've had in the postseason with Michigan State. But these players specifically in a COVID season a year ago played Michigan State inside Cameron Indoor Stadium with zero fans whatsoever in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and Duke just did not look great whatsoever. So hopefully there could be a little bit of a re- revenge that takes place in that meeting.
0: Yeah, and I know we're just talking about the first weekend, but you know I have one of my brackets where I've got Duke going all the way. And I looked at it and chuckled because if we go all the way and we win in the bracket that I chose, we will have to beat Michigan State, Texas Tech, Gonzaga, Kentucky. Like it it would be the road to Duke winning potentially is absolutely ridiculously incredible. Um, But I think we can do it. So it'll be, it's going to be wild, especially to think that you could have a Tom Izzo. Mike Krzyzewski's showdown in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Man, that's good. That's good basketball. Get your popcorn ready. That's going to be awesome if it happens.
1: That's what everybody wants to see. Josh, I always do appreciate the time. We'll talk again next week, okay?
0: Absolutely, JJ. Have a great day, man.
1: That is Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast. Joining me on the show, make sure you leave them a five star rating and review. Follow Josh on Twitter as well at Joshua Cox. Follow their show on Twitter at Duke FB Talk. You could follow me at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore and our show at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Now, check out the Locked On ACC podcast with Candace Cooper. Five ACC teams make it to the big dance on the men's basketball side of things. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.